Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Did you miss? So I also miss Straight White Man. Okay. I I also missed. So did you see the new one, the the Mike Burbank? Yeah. Okay. See, I I didn't see it because I, I did didn't, not either. I thought it was a special event. Same. Yeah. So I didn't prioritize it, and it wasn't until the eligibility came out for it that they were like, "This is a play," and, and I was like, like "Oh, what? say what now?" It was. Yeah. So I missed it. I kind of thought it would be. That's why I caught it. It was Ugh. fabulous. It was all about becoming a dad. Oh. I heard mixed things about it because I heard from I heard from some uh, female friends of mine who saw it that it felt a little misogynistic. It does. It is, um, and and not in a haha way, but kind of like a oh you're kind oh, of out of touch sh- way. You just said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm I kind of wish I had seen it for myself to to be able to judge it, but I unfortunately missed that along with straight white men. And then the only other thing I didn't see this season was the revival of King Lear because. Two that. two hours for Act One alone, <gasps> uh, and then an hour and a half or whatever it is for Act Two of a production that's supposedly not very good. I it's a lot of Shakespeare. I told myself I would go see it if uh, if the Tony Awards merited it. If Miss Jackson with yes. literally one nomination, I'm going to go ahead and skip this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something. It was something. Kevin, yes. how about you? What you? What did you? You're a busy guy. You got you got a, a baby coming. <laughs> I, I'm, my baby is due in 35 days. Uh, I saw about half of these, but the, the big one that I did, did not see that I wish I had seen, but it's just hard to get a ticket. Was To Kill a Mockingbird. I've mm. yet to see that. I bought early. I was. Is that like, why? Because I remember you was you got. I bought like, really. You get a ticket, Rob? Well, and tickets will be available soon. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be ta- we'll be talking about that. Um, one of the things that people always ask is exactly how did the Tonys come to be? Well, we're going to tell you, everybody. So uh, this year, there are 34 eligible productions that could have been nominated for a Tony Award. Once again, that is 34. And the tally this year in terms of plays are The Ferryman had nine Tony Awards, as did To Kill a Mockingbird with nine. Uh, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, is at seven. Inc., which came over by London, is six. Network, also London, five. Choir Boy, four. Mm. And then we turn the page, and Arthur Miller's all, Arthur Miller's all not, once again, not Gene Kelly's All My not Sons. Do, no, not no, 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 no. With Gene Kelly's All My Sons. Uh, got three. Burn This. The Revival got three. Lanford um, Wilson's Burn This. Lanford Wilson's Burn This. Mm-hmm. Bernhard Hamlet, or as Brendan Victor Dixon called it, Bernard Hamilton, Hamilton, got two tickets. The Revival of the Boys in the Band got two. Which was nice. I'm glad that they were even Yeah, that was the first show of Robin the season, and they remembered wow. it. Uh, Torch Song, which uh, two, which used to be Torch Song Trilogy, The Waverly Gallery, two, What the Constitution Means to Me, two, uh, Hillary and Clinton, one, and King Lear, one. How did the Tonys come to be? What a great question. Well, there's 48 nominators that are chosen from all over the industry. 48 of these nominators, Kevin, are former podcast guests. They are. Can you guess who these four are? We've talked about this before. We did. We last episode. In what fact, is your favorite we, composer? Uh, uh, Michael John Lacusa is Very definitely good. one of them. She. This uh, one was in Rent. Uh, uh, Daphne Rubin Vega. Uh, love her with another. Yeah, she's great. Uh, we loved him. He was in the original Godspell. Frequent television director. Uh, Don Scardino. And the last one is a lovely little tapper. Choreographer oh, Randy Skinner. and Randy Skinner. Yeah, those Randy are the Skinner. four. Okay. So then what happens is once those uh, individuals decide what will be nominated, it then gets turned over to the voters. And this year there are 846 eligible voters. Now, how do we get these votings? What a great question, Kevin. How can we be one? We can't be, Kevin, so we're just going to have to sit here and talk about all these people. Okay. Um, these include voting members. These are the people that get to vote. Members of the Broadway League and the Board of Directors and designated members of the Advisory Committee of the American Theater Wing, along with members of the Governing Boards of Actors' Equity Association, uh, yes. the Dramatist Guilds, SDCs, Stage Directors and Choreographers. United Scenic Artists, Unions. The, the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers, Theatrical Council of the Casting Society of America, New York Drama Critics Circle, the Board Council of the National Association of Talent Representatives, and the Tony Awards Nominating Committee, all tabulated by the accounting firm of Lutz and Carr. Well, uh, don't you glad you heard that two weeks in a row? And aren't now, now you brought up a really good point. Are all of these voters in New York, Kevin? Absolutely not. Where do they come from? They come from all over the country. They come from touring houses over the country. They come from Oklahoma City. They come from from Tulsa, from from Sioux City, Iowa, from from the, all different places that produce the shows that go on the road. Hence, why sometimes people say that these Tony Awards are sometimes sometimes a little political because they sometimes the award might go to the show that may not be the best show, but the show that is going to make the most money 
and tour in their house and make their audiences from middle America come to see them and want to buy a subscription. Which is why when they, everyone fought over Hamilton because, for instance, my sister never had a subscription. She lives in the middle of Georgia. But the, when Hamilton came to the uh, Atlanta, they bought a subscription to see all the other shows just so they could see Hamilton. So it's oh. that kind of thing. They actually campaign for these shows in order to, for them to come into their series, their Broadway Across America versus whatever the, all the other ones are. Amazing. Now, before we get to the nominees, we also have recipients of awards and honors uh-huh. in non-competitive categories. This includes the Tony Honors for Excellence in the Theater. They go to Broadway inspirational voices, Michael McElroy, the founder. great Michael McElroy, you who was also him. in The Wild Party and Violet and so many other things. Big River, do you remember Big River? How special that was? That Kevin, I've never seen you so excited in my whole life. Michael McElroy. You leapt off the couch. Kevin literally just Michael McElroy. <laughs> no, since I was like Stay 19. Away from me. Since 19, I've loved this man. Okay, go ahead. Have you met him? Have you ever told him? When I first came to New York City in 2003, when I saw that in concert of Violet, when they opened up Playwrights Horizons, this was I waited. before or after you attacked Cass Morgan? Uh, Roz, Roz Ryan, this is after Roz Ryan looked at me as I was sobbing in my front row seat saying oh baby <laughs> which was a mix of pity and also happiness but he came out and I just told him how how awesome he was and he and because you're new to New York and we're a tribe and he he was like hey you know we're all in this together here's my email like you can if you need anything you know That's but so it was sweet. very very kind that is sweet. I love that. But I never took him up on it. But yes, he was very kind. And, and yes. He's I, a genius. Yes. You should. FDNY Engine 54, Ladder 4, Battalion 9. That's the lovely fire department that takes care of the Broadway theaters. Joseph Blakely Forbes. Don't know who he is. But- uh, uh, side note. Sorry to interrupt you. But that that their FDNY, they, they're during, because I was around the corner, a little night music at the Walter Kerr, and they're on 48th and, and 8th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, show, at showtime, they always have their, their uh, garage door up. They know the tourists are walking by. They always want to take pictures with people. They always invite the theater goers in to say hi and take pictures and that they're just class acts that those is guys. so sweet uh peter enton as well then the isabel stevenson tony award went to judith light love love her Classy love dame. her so much there's so many shows i'm gonna say something i'm gonna go on the record and say it the best joanne and company i ever saw was judith light you saw her i'm yep. sorry she uh, what where Who now where what so in los angeles there was an equivalent to encores called oh, reprise. reprise yeah right and one year they did company chris sieber was bobby um, Where, when was this and why didn't I fly out to see it? A, I want to say it was 2003, 2002. Oh, that's why. I was still in um, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's but, but Chris Sieber was directed by, oh God, it was David Lee or, or oh God, Gordon Hunt, Helen Hunt's father. Anyway, uh, Chris Sieber and Joanne was Judith Light. Wow. And she was so fucking good. It was incredible. So Who played her husband, Larry, in it? Um, John Lithgow. Nope. Larry from Three's Company, <laughs> Richard Klein, who sings Joyce by the DeWitt, way, was and Joyce, was fabulous. Was Joyce DeWitt in it too? Joyce DeWitt was not in it, okay. and I don't want to get hey, started whoa, while she whoa, was whoa, not whoa, there. Whoa. You're opening a can of okay, worms. All right, Rob. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, the cool thing about Reprise, which is no longer around, long story short, um, is they used to get so many great television actors yes. who were I remember theater oh. people. They all started in theater. Kelsey Grammer mm-hmm. and Christine Baranski and Sweeney Todd. Yep. Mm-hmm. David Hyde Pierce and Boys from Syracuse. Jason Alexander and Alan Thicke and Promises, Promises. Oh, Thicke, like, R. it was good. I, I they remember, actually did some really good stuff. I remember seeing, you know, the articles about, yeah. like, this is Reprise's next yeah. production and yeah. being like, I want to go see that. Yeah. yeah, they did really good work. But the be- but seriously, she was the best Joanna oh, company oh, wow. I ever saw. Nice. And I wanted her to do more musicals. Regional Theater Tony Award went to TheaterWorks Silicon Valley in Palo Alto, California. Special Tony Awards went to Jason Michael Webb for his music arrangements for um, uh, Choir Boy. Sonny Tilders and the Creative Technology company got it for king kong so and deserved. then Marin Maisie special tony award posthumously just a moment uh, of silence because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. a special lady god almighty uh makes me so sad everyone always asks us like, oh did you have her on the show did you have her on the show and i said she was 57 years old do you know what i mean like you don't you don't think she's like there's no like, reason for immediate like, no she's gonna no, be around we, for we like 30 to her. we were gonna get to her yeah but like 30 young. more years she's we'll get to young, her and then damn young with that God damn Son it. Any, takes anyway, away. our love to Jason. Uh, special Tony Awards for Lifetime Achievement in the Theater went to Rosemary Harris. Classy. Brilliant actress. Terrence Kick McNally. Oh, I love his work. I'm seeing Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune in two days. Which will you be the first show of the 2019 season. season. We're, already, right. we're, just, we're already recapping and we're already into the new season. Audrey McDonald and Michael Shannon. Wow. Where is our revival of Love, Valor, Compassion? Because Hello. I, love, I love that play so much. Um, and then Harold Wheeler, who did the orchestrations for Ain't Too Proud and many, many other musicals um, for his... In, 
and music director career. as well, and, and music director as well. And for um, he got a special legendary. Tony Award. Really this fond year. of his work on Dancing with the Stars. I was yes. going to say, you know, no, 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 because he did. He <laughs> no, went he to the too. West Coast. Seriously, he, he's like that crazy. is that's where most. If you don't know who he is, that's where who he that's where he does now, and he really yeah. is fantastic there. God bless him. Um, all right, let's get into let's do the it. actual ding, nominees. Ding. And once again, we always remind our listeners that Brian has this amazing thing that he does a night or so before the Tony Awards. He tells you what he thinks is going to get nominated, and your accuracy rate is pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this is my lowest year in a long time at 78%, but, uh, you know, considering how many crazy nomina- nominations happened this year, I'm, I'm pleased. It was, a, it was a full year. It was a, it was yeah. a full year, and it was some weird nominations. Yes, we, we were saying this before we went on the air. I feel that after, we've been doing this for four years, I feel like this year was the craziest year. Those totally. nominations being Wacky. announced, you were like, where's this play or where's Wacky. this actor absolutely um so why do you think before we go into this why do you think that's happened we all thought oh it'll be to kill a mockingbird of course glenda jackson is a shoe-in blah 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 and then these things just did not come to fruition mm. what what is happening this year folks well i think hmm. as far as the, this season i think the, as far as the glenda jackson part that type of thing there were so many good plays this season and and so much good work happening that a lot of the categories were really packed full of potential nominees. And Glenda Jackson, who, you know, was a legend and won a Tony last year for Three Tall Women, um, you know, she's in a show that wasn't well-received. And I think the nominators said, we're going to acknowledge people who are really fantastic and doing great work and are also in fantastic shows. And I, so that, that to me is, is a good... Um, indicator of how strong the season was other things like to kill a mockingbird not getting nominated for best play is certainly more political than than a comment on quality great yeah, yeah. and but. it seems that we, it's evolved theaters evolve i mean look at the last couple of shows the bands visit winning the award i mean like it, we're, i think that the voters are getting a little the nominators are just sort of diversifying mm-hmm. it a little bit more and Absolutely. not just going for the most popular thing but really spreading the love a little bit even though a couple of these categories especially in the best musical you had multiple show of the same shows in the same category but but it does seem like they are really trying to be trying to honor as many people as possible yeah. i don't know no, I, I i hear you i don't know if there's a right answer but it's a really good question because yeah. i'm fascinated by that rob and what do some, you think uh, oh, oh, oh. What what do I think of what? To answer your question, your own question. What was like, my own question? <laughs> I really don't. What would I like, ask? Like, what, why why is it? That, you know, <laughs> how is it that we like someone like Glenda, Glenda Jackson isn't nominated? Like, what is it about? Why was it that this year was so crazy? Compared so crazy to compared years? to previous years. I think because I think in, whether or not they're cognizant of it, I think they're trying to send a message saying that Broadway is is welcoming new voices, mm-hmm. not just Broadway stars. is welcoming new ideas, mm-hmm. and just because. I hate to say, just because you are a legend doesn't necessarily guarantee you an automatic nomination. Good, thank you. That was a good answer, and, and I I love that. That's a really good I answer. Really, really Which I'm that. like fine with me because I think we've we've had this discussion in past years. There were some people we've seen be nominated that we go, this work, you know, you can't get a nomination just for showing up, right? And there were some people mm-hmm. that got nominations just for showing up. Um, I can't. Re- I feel like there was a bunch last year. I feel like year. you're talking about Kevin Klein and Present Laughter, because I know <laughs> how you felt about that performance. But yeah, that was that was a, that was that was one from, and I think he's a genius actor. Yeah. But that was one where I'm like, this is a yeah. I yeah. have I yes 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 yes. Um. So anyway, so anyway, that's. But I think that's what they're trying to send the message yeah. of, and I think we can see that in the best play nominations. Indeed, my God, and we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, but first, we're going to start with our design categories, folks. Our design categories. The first one is best sound design of a play, and the nominees are Adam Cork for Ink, Scott Laird for To Kill a Mockingbird, Fitz Patton for Choir Boy, Nick Powell for The Ferryman. And Eric Schleich, Schleicham for Network. Yeah, this was one of the categories where all five of my nominees that I predicted were the five nominees, and I think that these are the, the right five. I, I don't. I, there's no yeah. one here that I was like, "Ooh, someone was snubbed." Yeah. Um, and very quickly, we were talking about this before we went on the air, but just a reminder to our listeners that for sound design, it's been a very tricky category for people in the history of the Tony Awards. How do you quantify that? How do you quantify best sound design? And you can take a listen to our musicals podcast because we had a long discussion there. But the voters apparently are only voting in this category. Allegedly. In this category are only voting if they have like sound, if they are a sound designer. So that that way it can be like, I'm talking about 
I know what I'm talking about, kids. Well, we've yet to confirm that. And we'd, if anyone knows for sure, <laughs> anyone let knows, us know. let us yeah. know. But but you're saying, Brian, that you got five for five. Yeah, five for five, and and five for five deservedly. I, I think that these these nominees are all really strong, um, and they're very different, all very different in terms of what they do. Um, to me, I, I really really enjoyed Adam Cork's work for Ink. I mm-hmm. thought that the environment that he created uh, was was really cool. Um, so I'm going to throw my vote to that, but I won't be surprised if it goes to either network or to kill a mockingbird. Oh, okay. Because of the the soundscape that they're creating. Yeah. I mean, network is a very, as much as I really didn't care for the production, the sound is very apparent. It's like, it's part of the show. And we've said that too. That 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 sometimes you, we wonder if a voters will will go for the one that they recognize the most. Right. They were most oh, oh that changed was, yeah. That is sound. They, oh, I hear it. I, yeah, exactly. I hear it. That oh, must the, be oh, those are noises being made. Yeah. Ooh, well, that must mean that. that it's good. That's why I picked Network as well. And yeah. and To Kill a Mockingbird, I think is just it's so on the other end of the spectrum from Network. It's so understated and and beautifully done. And they have the musicians on stage, uh, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I would be happy with any of these people winning. Obviously. Okay, that's great. I, diplomatic. It's yeah. nice. I'm not going to say it that way for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I leaned, I was torn. I leaned towards Fitzpatton for Choir Boy. Because oh, fantastic. Because I, yeah. I thought yeah. the sound design on that was absolutely fantastic. Um, the intimate moments were mm-hmm. perfectly amplified. And then there was all this music that was acoustic. Some of it, it was just incredible. Mm. Um I was really impressed with what he was able to do with that. But I was also very impressed with what Adam Cork did on Ink, mm-hmm. which is this huge tapestry of sound effects and music all seamlessly going in and out. So like you said, any one of these five individuals can Agreed. win, and I'll feel great. But my money, uh, if, well, my money's on Ink. But I, I, I understand. I'm going to go with you on that I think one. that's where I'm throwing my On stage yeah. piano, that whole thing, yeah. I no, forgot about the piano. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, on now that I'm remembering piano, it, there's it, lots again, it's, going on there. I yeah. really loved it. There's a lot <laughs> yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, Transitional was, periods, yeah. I'm going to go with that. It was really one. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam Cork. Best lighting design of a play. Mm. Neil Austin for Ink. Jules Fisher and Peggy Eisenhower for Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. Peter Mumford, The Ferryman. Jennifer Tipton, To Kill a Mockingbird. Jan, mm, Verseveld, and... Dolly Arden for Network. Yeah. Lights. Give me lights. Give me light. Let there be light. Um, again, I, I would cast my vote for Ink. Um, I thought the lighting of that show in particular was beautiful. So for our listeners really quickly that didn't get a chance to see Ink, it tells the story of how Rupert Murdoch mm-hmm. came to power, although Rupert Murdoch seems to be a supporting with, character. With, his, with the Sun paper. With, yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, with the Sun newspaper. And it goes over in like 90 different locations. Uh-huh. It jumps time periods. There's fantastical elements to uh-huh. it. There's musical montages. Mm-hmm. Um it, so the lighting, like a unit set, basically, and a unit too. set. That's so you got to create of, different environments. Which is gorgeous, by the way. We're going to talk about that. Oh when we get to yeah, design. Ma'am. Go- Google it. It's it's a little bunch of desks <laughs> stacked good. on top of each other, but somehow through the lighting, you always know where you are. Yeah. Even though the locate the physical location never changes, yep. it tells you exactly where you are and when you should be there. So anyway, I, I apologize. I cut you off. No, I'm just saying that's who I would vote for. I I think it's beautiful. I think the technical design of that show in general is just. A plus. Yeah. Um, that being said, I won't be surprised if it goes to something a little more subtle like a To Kill a Mockingbird. Sure. Which has a very rich, saturated yeah. quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kev? I'm going to actually go with Ink as well. I really was taken with that and, and, and Neil Austin and, mm. and his design. My problem with the lighting and network is that the lights were on the whole time. <laughs> you had to see what was going on. Um, not a fan. Yeah. No. Just, Agreed. Should have shut, shut, shut them off and played the movie. <laughs> You're cracking me up. I'm just saying. Oh my god, I had issues. Yeah, I love yeah, the movie yeah, network. No, well, no matter how the lighting was, you couldn't see half the production anyway. So That's true. Doesn't matter. There it is. I'm, okay, I'm going to go on record. I'm going to say it. They charged me full price, full price to sit in an obstructed view seat. Yep. Were you off I, to the side, Rob? I was off to the side. How far off? Like way off to the side? Nope. Okay. Nope. And I could not see a quarter to a half of the play. That's true. I really could not. Same. Exact I, same. I and hope you it complained. Was, I did. I, I did. It was so Good. unacceptable to me. How dare you? How dare you charge me a full price when I cannot see that play? Shame on you. Uh, costume design of a play. 
Uh, Rob Howell, the ferryman. Tony Leslie James, Bernhard Hamlet. Clint Ramos, a guest. Torch Song. Uh, Anne Roth, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. Anne Roth, To Kill a Mockingbird, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. Okay. What are we thinking? Brian, you have better fashion than all of us. What do you think? Oh, that's so nice of you. Um, yeah, I mean... Who knows? I, I got four of these five right. Uh, who? who? I, I put Bunny Christie for Ink, but not because... Oh, I, you didn't have Clint Ramos, I, I think. Didn't, I, I didn't have Clint Ramos for Torch yeah. Song. Mm. Yeah. I just thought he would be forgotten, not, yeah. not because yeah. the costumes were bad yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. long ago. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a really strong opinion about this category, honestly. I think... Um, the Mockingbird costumes are fine. I think the Gary costumes are sort of weird and fine, uh, but not like spectacular. Bernhard Hamlet was a period piece, but as like for a period piece, it wasn't super elegant or regal. Yeah. It was sort of standard. Right. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards the ferryman as, as a, as weird as that might sound only because it does really, you really do get a sense of the, um, like social class of this family, okay, and and you know the the time period that is is going on in in this period in Ireland, um, I yeah that's the only thing I can guess, but I I don't know this could go to anybody. I went with Anne Roth for Gary, a sequel to mm. Titus Andronicus, same because she creates such an interesting world, sure. so weird and different, yeah, and I don't want to give anything away. Those soldiers that come out with like dancing erections. Well, that's the most interesting costuming in the show. Exactly. For sure. So it's like costume. You know what I mean? You look yeah. at it and you go, costuming. Everything else yeah. is pretty much yep. period research and Well, and like the three main characters are wearing like smocks, essentially. It's yeah. not they're not really like fully costumed. They're no. like, yeah. But right. Julie White's outfit is pretty fast. That's true. Oh, yes. She does have a cool outfit. You know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Definitely agree. And where you know what? I don't think we've ever maybe we have talked about this before, but I don't remember it. Where does hair go? They, wig. they don't acknowledge it. Wig and hair. Julie White's hair and Titus Andronicus is like a fucking master class. I wonder if that's included in costumes, but I don't know. No, because it would be a separate get, it's a separate person on they hair. They don't get you're yeah, right. Because it's not so wig and yeah, wig and makeup is not Acknowledged it's not by recognized. Why don't we do that as a part of our we should do it that as part should, of our that would be great for next year for, we're gonna make sure to do that. Wigs and hair for uh, categories that you yeah. exist or, don't or units, yeah, depending on, well, on if, only if you're selling it, Rob. Yeah, I will. So, and so you're saying Anne Roth too, Agreed. but Brian, you're going for Rob Agreed Howell on the ferryman. Yeah, she's okay. a legend. She's um, a legend. Boy, boy, she's she's done like a fucking everything. But wasn't she we also, gotta get her. We need I to keep talk trying. To her. I really, keep trying. Okay. Yeah, wasn't she? Also well, she's busy this year. She's busy. I, I maybe I'm misremembering now, and maybe I'm mixing her up with like Jane Greenwood but I feel like Anne Roth was one of those people who was nominated for like a million Tony Awards and finally won her first one like really recently Anne I Roth I think oh, the, uh, or yeah, I think so yeah it was Anne Roth because I remember being like oh finally like, yeah, I, no, she deserved I feel it. like she Jane Greenwood I think has won some uh, she has yeah, as well definitely. I just remember if, which one of them I'm thinking that of, feels yeah. right to me uh, best scenic design of a play mm. um, we have Miriam Buther for To Kill a Mockingbird Bunny Christie for Ink, Rob Howell again for The Ferryman, mm-hmm. uh, Santo Laquasto for Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, and Jan Verseveld for Network. Yeah. Can I tell you who it won't be. Well, right. So, and, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, if Jan Verseveld wins for Network, I will throw a fit. Um, I had in that spot the Boys in the Band set by David Zinn because I really liked the Boys Where in the Band Where did that set go? That I set was David, stunning. David Zinn. And David Zinn does such so great good. work. Boys um, good. Sad that he didn't get in uh, but if, if Network got that spot I, and I just if you can't see 50% of the stage I I, I can't justify awarding it. Um, this is one of these categories where in the consecutive order of shows that I saw, I was like, oh my God, this is going to win the Tony for best set. Oh my God, this is going to win the Tony for best yeah. set. And it kept happening. Yes. So when I saw the uh, the Ferryman, which was the first of these that I saw, I was like, this house is oh my really gosh. beautiful and amazing. And, yes. really well and then Gary, I mean, what is that? It's such a cool, like the what he does. Yeah. Like what Santa Lacoste does. World. It's, so it's, cool. a, it's a banquet hall that's now become like a temporary morgue like a, like a graveyard with like yeah. bodies, bodies stacked everywhere yeah. in this opulence. Bring out your dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, bring, yeah. And then Mockingbird, I think that the way they do Mockingbird is so beautiful and seen it uh, uh, like um, it feels like a movie almost. Yes. It's very, very lyrical. The transitional, yeah. the transitional elements are beautiful. Mm-hmm. The porch is just so gorgeous. And then, and huh. then Ink. And then I saw Ink and was like, holy 
hell. Yes. This set is it completely creates the world that you're in. The dripping ink splotches off of the desks. And it's a pile of, I mean, it's hard, can't even say a pile, but it really is a mountain of, of It's like desks. a pyramid of desks. But th- within that, though, there's playing Multiple spaces. levels. And you can climb up within it. Oh, I, would just, I just want to go play on it's it. It's yeah. so innovative. Yeah. It's like an adult jungle gym. And the, this, yeah. it made, the, let's be real, the Biltmore is not a huge theater. That's and tiny. it made that stage, I thought it made Epic. it, it, it could have made it look like, like, oh God, what's it doing there? It made it look huge. Yeah. It made it look like the St. James Theater. It was I, big. I... I'm obsessed with it. I yeah. would definitely cast my vote for Ink, but I mean, all of the sets in this category, with the exception of Network, are yep. so good. Yeah, I, I loved Ink. Ink it Bunny is. Christie. Bunny Christie, you better win. Uh, we're looking now at Best Director of a Play, and uh, I have my papers here. Um, Rupert Gould for Ink, Sam Mendes for The Ferryman, Bartlett Shear for To Kill a Mockingbird, Ivo Von Hova for Network, and George C. Wolf. Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. I went for Sam Mendes on The Same. Ferryman. Same. Oh, interesting. I, I do too. I think the way he orchestrated... 90 million people on stage mm-hmm. is the genius. The flow of it, and that they're all in the same play. And I'm going to be honest, this is a thriller. It feels very much like a thriller to me, because as soon as... It's that very pro- tense. It's very oh tense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the prologue... So for, for those of you who don't know, it's about the IRA, right? The Irish Basically. Republican Army. Yes. Uh-huh. And the opening moments, you're like, ooh, something's going to happen. Then I hate... You wait three hours, and nothing happens. It's like... <laughs> right. Nothing happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's all family drama. Oh, it's all yeah, family I drama. Mean, and then the last happen, like but it's... 60 seconds of the play, you're like, oh shit. It took the it knocks the wind out of, out of you. But yep. the but the but the ability for him to sustain that tension over three hours Fully. where there's really nothing I don't want to say nothing happening, but like nothing dramatic like, ooh, like it builds. Like, I think it's a constant build. It's a constant it, build. It, and it he navigates and he, it. He measures so it the whole time. Beautifully. Absolutely. So I I that was my my vote went to Sam I'm Right there with you, Rob. I'm so yeah. curious what you're gonna say, Brian. Well, I would I, I would gladly vote for Sam Mendes as well. I have a feeling it's gonna be Bart Shear. Because with Mockingbird not getting a best play nomination, mm. I would not be surprised if this was the way for the there. voters to be like, this is what should be winning best play. Oh, interesting. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, like, here's your award. Here's your award. Because like, also, big ensemble, orchestrating sort of a big, mm-hmm. it's a very different type of feel, certainly. And it's also so, the production is so relevant yeah. today still. Um, it, it made me very emotional. Like, the, the seeing Mockingbird made me very, very emotional. He he's a brilliant director, and he is a brilliant director. He, granted, he's won a million Tony Awards, so he pro- he doesn't need another one. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he won here. Okay, yeah. But if but if if Sam Mendes wins, I'll be happy and won't be surprised. Okay, yeah, great, awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, podcast listeners, are you looking for a place to rehearse in New York City that is clean, spacious, and most importantly, affordable? Come check out Shetler Studios and Theaters, our wonderful host for these podcasts. Shetler is centrally located on West 54th Street between Broadway and 8th Avenue, right in the heart of the theater district. Right in the heart, you'll find music, dance, and acting studios, complemented by two black box theaters and six presentation venues. The professional facilities, inspired environment, and expert industry staff combined to provide the New York artist with an unparalleled studio experience. Visit their website at shetlerstudios.com That's S-H-E-T-L-E-R studios.com Shetler Studios and Theaters is our home for recording the legends of Broadway and we hope that you make it your artistic home too. That's Shetler, S-H-E-T-L-E-R studios.com. See you here. Then we're going into the acting categories, folks. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Best performance by an actress in a featured role in a play. The nominees are uh, Fiona, Fionola? Fionula Flanagan? Fionula Flanagan? Fionula Flanagan. Fionula Flanagan. Fionula Flanagan. For The Ferryman. That's right. Celia Keenan Bolger for To Kill a Mockingbird. Christine Nielsen for Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. Julie White, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. And Ruth Wilson for King Lear. Yeah. So Ruth Wilson is literally the only nominee in all categories of Tonys this year that I have not seen. So for our Uh, listeners who are unaware what they do in this production of King Lear, she not only plays Cordelia, she's also the fool mm -hmm. as well. Um, It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. 
And to me, she's the best thing in the show. Yeah. She's the only thing nominated for the show. She so really, I, yeah. I hope so. She, yeah. she really is. <laughs> there she's, you go. She's, yeah. She's the best thing in the show. Her performance is, is absolutely fantastic. However, I, I'm leaning in another direction to cast my vote, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear from Kevin first. Um, well, I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's between Fionnula Flanagan and Celia Keenan Bolger. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, this is Fiona Flanagan. I don't has she been on Broadway before? I think mm. this is she now is she she's the one with like the twenty minute monologue at the top of Act Two, right? Yes, yes. exactly. And she's fantastic. I don't remember if she's been on Broadway before. I think she might be new. But um Dirk Coleman. But I think Celia <laughs> Keenan Bolger could pull this out because of the, what we talked about earlier with Tequila Mockingbird and, mm-hmm. and getting recognized, not it not, not for best play at least. Um and she's been around in this business and they know her people know her. Voters know her. They know who she is. Right. And so there's that element to it I think I actually was surprised that they didn't try to push her into the leading actress category mm-hmm. same here um, and A that would open up a spot for Latanya Richardson Jackson to potentially be nominated for the same play as a featured actress um, and I also, thought she was going to get a nomination loved, yeah. and yeah. I loved her And but also I think Celia really is I think Scout is the leading role Yeah. Um, but that being said we talked about this on the musical podcast a little bit with Stephanie J. Block and sort of and Andre DeShields having yes having sort of careers that, you know, are storied and, and great and been nominated for many Tony Awards. Celia has that same kind of story, mm-hmm. but also her performance in this play is magnificent. Yeah. And I think as much as I love The Ferryman and think voting for, for Funeral of Flanagan is a way to kind of acknowledge the whole ensemble, Yes, I think Celia has this in the bag. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd be very surprised if somebody else won. Yeah. yeah, I would be very shocked Agreed. if somebody took it away from Celia. It's it's a really incredible performance. Um, yeah, it's a very it's, yeah. She's my vote. Yeah, she's, she's my vote. Yeah. So okay, good. Hard uh, worker. Let's see what. Uh, yeah. And and like has should have won several times. Exactly. Yeah. She's 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 yeah. so dedicated other, yeah. to this business and this craft. And I think you know what I'm really happy about with her is I think when they announced they were doing To Kill a Mockingbird. And they were saying that the children were being played by, by adults. adults. Yeah. I think a lot of people's hackles went up. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? Wait, 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 wait. What kind of conceptual yeah. shit is this? And then to have the, it work so successfully, I think is really a testament to her as an actress. And a testament to Bardot. I was just going to say. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm, I'm happy about yes, that. Agreed. Um, okay. Best feature. Sorry. Best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play. The nominees are Bertie Carvel for Inc., or Bertie Carvel, if you like ice cream. <laughs> and um, I do. And I do. Robin De Jesus for Boys in the Band. Gideon Glick for To Kill a Mockingbird. Former guest Brandon Uranowitz for Burn This. And him. Benjamin Walker for Arthur Miller's All My Sons, as opposed to Neil Simon's, Neil Simon's All, All My, My Sons. Yeah, well, don't get those confused. Yeah. <laughs> Two different uh, right. I'm so jealous that you had Brandon on your podcast. I love him with every fiber of my being. Uh, we love him too. Uh, he was totally charming and everything you want him to be. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sweet. he was so he was special. Such a sweet guy. Yeah, good guy. Really funny. Um, ha- having said that, Rob, this is hard for me because there's two performances on here that I'm like, if one of these guys wins, I'll be over the moon ecstatic. Um, one of them is Robin De Jesus and Boys in the Band. I I loved that performance. I might be. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing you. you I didn't dislike it. I Great. just good. don't think it should have been I'm nominated. I'm happy that he was met, remembered. That was really Me too. It's lovely that he's nominated. Um, and I really like Gideon Glick and To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Well, I, thought, I thought his performance is so lovely. And significant it's, other. I mean, he was, you know, oh, robbed. Oh, before, here we go. So at least we here get we to go. see him, you know? Once again, when you don't have younger people on the commi- the nominating yes. committee, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't want to be ageist, but you the fact that significant other, I really loved it. The fact that it did not get any nominations last year is beyond me. Absolutely yes. beyond me. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, You're I have nothing right. else to say. Okay. I love him. All right. Um, I so I have a few mixed feelings about this category. I, it's not that I thought Robin DeJesus did a bad job. I thought he was fine. I thought that there were other performers in that same play who I liked more, like Andrew Rannells, mm-hmm. um, yes. among others. Uh. Zachary Quinto, even I, 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 I thought Robin did the same thing that he does in every show. Okay, which is fine and entertaining. But I saw that performance in Lacage. I saw that performance in in the Heights. Like I, I don't need to see it again. Okay, so I'm and nominated before and too. nominated for the same two shows. That's it's like I felt like this was sort of like a we love you, so we're going to nominate you. Um, I don't see him winning. 
I don't see Brandon winning as much as I loved him in Burn This and thought he was by far the best part of that revival. Same thing about Benjamin Walker. I thought he was the best part of that revival, but I don't see him winning. I think this is a two-man race between Gideon and Bertie Carvel. Oh, and I actually think Birdie is probably going to win. Um, and I, I for what? Here's the thing. For what? But he's, but this is the thing. He won the Olivier for leading actor, and I think that's ridiculous because he's clearly not the lead. But he is a featured actor in this play. Uh huh. And I don't see what he's doing that wouldn't qualify him for a featured actor. Tony, we have people who have won Tonys for doing far less. Um, and I do think that he offers a good counterpoint to Johnny Lee Miller, who should be nominated and isn't, and that's a crime against humanity. But I do think without that character and without him, you don't get the same result. And and for me, as much as Birdie's performance is secondary to kind of everything else that's going on, I do think that the sharp-tongued, like, bitchy, almost queeny uh, performance is really entertaining. Yes. And uh, I think it's it's a fun performance to award. Great. And one to remember. People and one rem- to remember. remember it. So I'm, he's actually my pick to win. To win? Like, okay. I think he will win. I don't know if I would vote for him, but I, he'd be my... I think he's going to I'm, I have okay. to say that I agree with you on that, that I do yeah. think that the, the, the voters will. But I will say that Gideon Glick could be the dark horse because be okay with that. of this whole... The, the voters are different than the nominators, right? Totally. And so they know all of the political stuff that just happened with like, oh my God, how could it not be recognized? And there might be a sense of like, yeah, we're going to go for that. We're going to get, you know, and... Mockingbird in every and, category. Yeah, and yeah. he deserves it. I mean, it's good acting. It's yep. great performing and the, you know, making up for the, the past. So I could think either two, but I think Birdie might get it. Cool. Yep. We shall see. We shall see. It's a, this is, that's one of the more exciting yes. races. There are that so one many categories know. that are just that's such like close races that yeah. we really don't know. And, but now, Birdie did not win for Matilda, right? He was no. nominated. Don't even get me started. And I'm so mad about it. He was very good at Yeah, Matilda. because I love me some Billy Porter, but he did not deserve to win for Kinky Boots. The guys, end. guys. He just dropped the mic. Uh, that was a Trash fire. I, no words. Matilda was speechless. robbed in every sense Absolutely of the word. Absolutely speechless about that. You're exactly yeah. right. Thank you. If only we had done this podcast in 20... 14 Gosh. or whatever it was. It was I don't want to get anyone upset. I really hated Matilda, but I love Bertie Carvel. He's amazing. I agree with half of that statement. Yeah. Okay. Best performance <laughs> by an actress in a leading role in a play. Uh-huh. The nominees are Annette Benning for Arthur Miller's All My Sons. I just, I, I, we know it's his, yeah, who else did it? Laura Donnelly, The Ferryman. Elaine May, The Waverly Gallery. Janet McTeer, Bernhard Hamlet. Laurie Metcalf, Hillary and Clinton, and Heidi Schreck for What the Constitution Means to Me. So how crazy that there are six nominees. We have an extra nominee. Just fabulous. And one of them is not Glenda Jackson. Shocking. It's one thing if Glenda Jackson doesn't get in because there are five nominees and there are so many good... She wasn't even the tie vote getter. A little slap in the face. She was... They're like, no, we're fine. They're like, we you. don't, we're good. Yeah, you know what? You had it last year. Thanks for the leer, but we're and that's good. A, so if Thanks her, for the leer. If her leer were like super incredible, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, that's a comment on on the production. Yes. Um, I wish you could see the faces being made, you guys. Seriously. Okay. I feel so conflicted about this category, you guys. I don't. I, I'm like, why bother reading all the names when it's just going to be one? Uh, because I don't think it's going to be one. Really? Everyone seems Maybe to think it's, it's a tie. Maybe it'll be a tie. I wish. Because everyone is That's talking about six. Elaine May. And I liked Elaine May's performance. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. She was great. I, I would vote for Heidi Schreck in a heartbeat. I, I, to me, what she is doing is that could be the so much more that, that her play impressive gets. than what Elaine May did. And uh, it's so much more personal to her. And she's carrying that show. Elaine May's performance was phenomenal, but also a little one note and a much smaller part. And I don't know. I thought that her performance was kind of overrated. Not going to lie. Ooh. Um, but she's going to win because everyone it. wants to she's vote for Elaine May is going to win. I think she... I'm gonna. I think she's gonna win. And I think she deserves to she's win. Gonna, yep. I really loved her performance. Um, I my if if Elaine May was not on this list, it would I would definitely go for Heidi Shrek in a heartbeat. Here's I think what the issue is gonna be, and I'm and I don't believe this, but I, I'm telling you, I think because she's playing herself, Self. and even even though we all know, right, it, she's not playing. It's a character. It's a character. When you're playing but, yourself, you're you're acting. 
but and the fact that she's makes it look so spontaneous. Mm-hmm. No, she's doing the same thing. That's craft. That's eight times Completely. a week she's doing that. But I think to a lot of people, it's just gonna feel like, oh well, she's just she's just being her. That's right. I think that's I think that's gonna be working against her. Totally. I totally agree with that. I yeah. think that's why Elaine's going to win. I just think what Heidi is doing is actually more impressive than what Elaine was because doing. Because she's carrying the entire yeah. show on her back. Yeah. Um my my feeling was I was incredibly moved by Elaine May's performance. I th- and I thought it was it was so nuanced and so mm. so well. I'm going to be honest, I was not a huge fan of the play. Uh to be honest with well, you. Well, it's not a great play. No, and every time she was not on stage, I found myself bored bored and drifting and then she came on i'm like oh i'm excited again. totally i think it's got a couple of things one i think it was a really effective performance but two i think like we were talking about on our musicals podcast it's also like what a great career right this is the capper of welcome back welcome back yeah welcome back and thank you for all you've given us yes um although there was did you did you like annette benning and all my sons or no no you didn't like it. I I saw. I was at, to be fair. I was at the first preview for all my sons. Ah, okay. Oh. Um, and I thought that she and Tracy were both really underwhelming, especially in Act One. I thought Acts Two and Three were better, but I thought Benjamin Walker walked away with the show. Oh, that's interesting because I just saw it last night, and they they've opened. Yeah. Um, Act One and Two was very strong, and Act Three just sort of like really? disintegrated. And to me, I'm like, that's the most powerful. Yeah. You know the play really well because didn't you just direct it? Uh, I direct, it's one of my favorite plays. Yeah. It's, it and is I teach my favorite them, like, play script of analysis. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. So okay, very cool. So we're but we're thinking it's Elaine Mays to lose. Yes. What's interesting is that I think yes. before halfway through the season, everyone said, "Oh, it's a it's a pity that Elaine May is not going to win because of Glenda Jackson and Laurie Metcalf." Yes, and. Neither, I mean, Lori's nominated, but she's a non-factor this year. Um, and I really do think it's between Elaine so and Heidi. Not this time. <laughs> uh, I mean, three years in a row, could you yeah. imagine? I mean, that'd be amazing, Crazy. not this time. Um, but yeah, Elaine will probably win. And I worship the ground Lori Metcalf walks oh, on. Oh, same. But I'm National like, treasure acting. <gasps> I think I've seen this show before. Can we just like take a pause for a second and talk about the fact that the person who Lori beat for her first Tony two years ago is coming back to Broadway next year, Laura Linney. Oh. And in a role that will hopefully finally win her a Tony Award. I'm just like, I need to tell You want Lori Linney to win. I need Laura Linney to win. I understand. Best performance <laughs> by an actor in a leading role in a play. Ooh. My God, we were saying before we went on this there, category. You could have this five and then do another five. I mean, literally. I just want to see a play with these five actors in it. I mean, like <gasps> this is like insane. Oh my here. God, what a group here. This Patty Considine for The Ferryman, Brian Cranston for Network, Jeff Daniels for To Kill a Mockingbird, Adam Driver for Burn This, and Jeremy Pope for Choir Boy. Mm-hmm. Names that could have been on this list Michael Urie for Torch Song, Michael Urie, Nath- Johnny Lee Miller for Ink, Nathan, Nathan Lane, Lane for Titus Andronicus, yeah. Tracy Letts for All My Sons, mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke for True West. Yeah, I, True West. You didn't like that <laughs> performance? Shut out True completely. West, but yeah. Who, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in that cat. No, I think that's, that's about it uh, for plays. But my God, that would have been fabulous. Okay. John Lithgow. Oh, John Lithgow for Hillary. Yeah, who Hilton. really should have been in the featured category anyway, but but that's a different yeah. can of worms. That's a different. And then anybody from Boys in the Band is a lead? Like well, could, J- Jim, Jim, uh, Parsons Jim Parsons could have been, been a lead? lead yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what are we thinking here? Oh, and Daniel folks? Radcliffe you said before. Oh, too, Daniel right? Radcliffe yeah. from Lifespan of mm-hmm. Effect. So we could have had like another category with the guys. Yeah. W- this is just a testament to how great the plays are this season. Um, what are we thinking, folks? I mean, I would have voted for Johnny Lee Miller for Inc. if he had been nominated. In a heartbeat. But without him there, this is Brian Cranston's to lose. I feel like everyone it's, has been saying that yeah. from like day one that like oh right. he's going to win the Tony Award. Say what you will about home. the play, about the production, but he's yeah. the one that you walk away with. And it is an incredible performance, yes. yeah. and it doesn't at all resemble what the guy in the movie did. It's and, different, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's really, really great. Um, however, however, I think for me there's a will win and should win. Okay, will win will be Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Should. should win. Adam Driver. No, ma'am. Nope. I hated that performance. We are together on this, my, my friends. Oh, God. Brian we did not like it. I loved every uh, he was a second force of it. of nature in that. He's the same in everything, and I it's annoying. I loved him in it. Yeah, I liked him a Do lot. Do you think there's any chance that Jeff Daniels could pull it out, or even Patty Considine? Um, not Patty, because as good as he was, he's been out of the show for he's so gone. long now. You're right. You're right. And, all the, vo- so. and all the nominators are going to see Brian Darcy James right now, right. so you're right. Yeah. Um, as for Jeff Daniels, 
Atticus is not, I don't want to call him a non-factor in this production, mm. but he certainly isn't the the scene stealer. He's not Gregory Peck. Gotcha. And I don't mean I don't mean that like Jim Daniels isn't Gregory Peck. I mean just the way that it's a different role. At, the way Atticus is focused in the movie is different than how Atticus is focused in this play. Gotcha. Yeah. That's that's and that's not a comparison right. on their acting there's, at all. There's a with with the movie there's a much like there's an underlying um like tenaciousness. Yeah. Mm. That's not, you know, it's you can feel yeah. it bubbling up. With Jeff, Jeff is very like calm, cool, collected the entire time. Yeah. Gotcha. And and as good as his performance is, it's it's just not the type of performance that's like a Tony winning performance. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would also be very happy if Jeremy Pope walked away with it. Oh, I mean, because delightful. He was a fa- he was so fabulous in Choir Boy, totally. so fabulous in Choir Boy. But like I said, Brian will Cranston. win Brian Cranston, should win Adam Driver. If I were giving a should win, my should win would be Cat Patty Considine for for the Ferryman. For the Ferryman. Yeah. But uh, Adam Driver. <laughs> you don't like, do you not like you don't like him? I d- generally just don't like him as an actor very much anyway, mm. but I found any time that Brandon wasn't on stage or David Fur wasn't on stage. Oh, David Fur was really good. The at two this. of them were the best part, for sure. And I thought that Adam was doing too much. Like okay. do, doing too much, you, you don't need to do so much. Just got it. Be like not a caricature. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I love about art. We can Me, all see exactly. the same, all see the same thing, and, yeah. and it's always nice to know that Brian's wrong. <laughs> what about Matilda again? Nothing, nothing, exactly. nothing. <laughs> How did you like about Matilda? Everything, all of it. Really? Yes. Good I for you. I loved it. I sobbed like <laughs> Wait, a baby during. Let the me ask I grew you this: up. This is a big factor. Jerry Springer, the opera. I love it. Yeah. Love, love, love. Dig it. So funny. Okay. I'm, I just want to dance. <laughs> I just want to fucking dance. Okay. Okay. Uh, do we have the rights to that? Best, <laughs> thanks, Kevin. <laughs> now we're going to jail. Best um, play of the revival. You mean best revival of <laughs> best a play? play? She's drunk. It's fine. He, she's drunk. She's I'm not even. I'm like, no, I'm not even. On my list, it says best play revival. Say I your favorite think. line from uh, Xanadu. <laughs> Bitch, I don't know your life. Thank oh, you. And walks off stage Andre right. Ward. Andre Ward. Andre, 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 Andre Ward. Okay. And I laughed the entire next scene and didn't listen to a single thing because I was laughing best, so hard. <laughs> best, like, like you would be more chill when the girl like did a, full, did, did a full split to, when the poster disappeared yeah. in front of her oh, and Kevin was on the floor God, laughing. I was dying. Oh my God. Okay. You, you upset all the best teenagers. Best revival of a play. Arthur Miller's All My Sons. Mark Crowley. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put all their names. I want the them. official well, actually, title, please, wait, Rob. But after you do this, I want to have a conversation about it. So Arthur Miller's All My Sons. Uh-huh. Very good. Mark Crowley's The Boys in the Band. Lanford Wilson's Burn This. Harvey Firestein's Torch Song. Kenneth Lonigan's The Waverly Gallery. Thank you. So, interesting fun fact Period. about this category. <laughs> Arthur Miller's All My Sons is actually like listed that way, but Burn This. And uh, well, so just burn this uh, is just marketed as burn this. It's not listed as like Lanford Wilson's, Lanford Wilson's burn right. this. However, the other three, the official nominations are the Boys in the Band by Mark Crow, uh, Matt Crowley, Torch Song by Harvey Firestein, and The Waverly Gallery by Kenneth Lonergan because the Tonys this year have new rules, and uh, the rule is if a show is being considered in the revival category, even though it's never appeared on Broadway before, if the author of that play is still living, aha, the author is eligible for the Tony if it wins Best Revival. So this applies to both the Waverly Gallery and the Boys in the Band. So if Boys in the Band wins Best Revival, Matt Crowley wins a Tony. If the Waverly Gallery wins Best Revival, Kenneth Lonergan wins a Tony. With and torch song. With torch song, the second rule that they added was, if an author of a previous Broadway play of, of a play that was previously on Broadway completely reworks the play so that it's different, yes, he is now also eligible for a Tony. So torch song trilogy was on Broadway before with Harvey. He re- he combined the works oh, and, yeah. and 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 created a new play out mm-hmm. of it to make torch song. Harvey has also been deemed eligible for a Tony Award because of his reworking of the play. So if Torch Song wins Best Revival, he, Harvey, will also win a Tony Award. So as much as we make fun of like Arthur Miller's All My Sons, Arthur Miller's not winning a Tony Award. No, because he's passed. I need this context. That is fantastic. And Lanford Wilson, because he passed, 
will not get one for Burn This. But Burn This has also been on Broadway. Before. And it's, it's also been on Broadway. Since okay. Burn This, though. So. What do you say again? But it's not called, we're not calling it Land for We're not calling it, yeah. Burn This, so now I'm like. Arthur Miller's only there because of the estate. Ah, uh, maybe it's the estate does it, yeah. So the, the difference between like Arthur Miller's All My Sons is estate, but it's the Waverly mm. Gallery by Kenneth Lonergan. The fact that it's by Kenneth Lonergan in the actual uh, nomination listing makes him eligible. It mean, means that he's eligible for a Tony Award. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what's going to win Best Revival? <laughs> I didn't know any of that. That's incredible. I don't have a clue. I really don't know. To, this isn't the strongest year for revivals. I, I just it's a I wrote tough one on um, my thing. I, I mean, th- what Rob? I think it's going to go to Burn This. Ooh. I think they're going to give it to Burn This. Waverly Gallery is closed. Torch Song is closed. Boys in the Band is closed. What about All My Sons? Yeah. I I I, I found a lot of the reviews to be like. Mixed on both, really. Well, the reviews for All My Sons were definitely stronger than the reviews for Burn This. Mm. I didn't, per- I didn't particularly like All My Sons, um, or or Burn This. I thought both were sort of just kind of average and lackluster. The the, the three best productions are the ones that closed: are Waverly yeah. Gallery, Boys in the Band, and Torch Song. Yes. So the question is, if it goes to something open, I, I think it'll go to All My Sons. If it goes to something open, I kind of think it's going to go to Boys in the Band. Okay. Wow. Because. The 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 two open plays are just sort of meh, and Boys in the Band, though it was so long ago, was well received. Yeah, it was very good. Um, Did you see it? Anyone see it? No? I saw. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it too. Uh, the Waverly Gallery. I don't think the Waverly Gallery was as strong of a production as Boys in the Band or Torch Song. Gotcha. I think she's really she's the, the reason the you saw it because of her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. So I, I think this is probably going to Boys in the Band. Okay. Good one. Which is going to be on Netflix soon. Ryan right. Mur- yeah, Ryan right. Murphy's so taking this cast that. and yep. putting it. Okay, great. I so bless Ryan prom. Murphy for picking up all these Broadway shows and God putting bless. them on Netflix. And the prom, the too. Prom. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. Yeah. I love the prom so much. Okay. Yeah. Best play. Here we are. I'm going to also name the playwrights because they deserve it. Uh, best play. Choir Boy. Author. Terrell Alvin McCraney. The Ferryman. Ju- author Jez Butterworth, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, author Taylor Mack, Inc., James Graham, and finally, What the Constitution Means to Me, author Heidi mm-hmm. Schreck. Um, it's a great season for plays. I saw all five of these and loved all five of these. And so obviously not on here yeah. is To Kill a Mockingbird. No To Kill a Mockingbird. Big shocker. Yeah. So the thing should that, be on this list. Well, the interesting thing about this is that if you had asked people in January what was going to win Best Play this year. To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird or <laughs> yeah. The Ferryman. Yeah. Those were the two. Yes. This was before What the Constitution Means to Me announced a transfer and when everyone thought that To Kill a Mockingbird was a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. Now that that's not nominated... It's it is still a two horse race, but it's a two horse race in a different way. It's between the ferryman and what the Constitution means to me. Yes, and it'll be interesting to see what the voters decide because obviously the ferryman is a sweeping work that is character heavy and lots of family drama. But then what the Constitution means to me, which is a Pulitzer finalist this year, is so relevant to American culture in this moment. In the way that To Kill a Mockingbird also is. And it'll be interesting to see what they prefer. I would personally vote for Constitution, what the Constitution means to me. And I sort of think that's going to slip out the win. I have a feeling it will, especially, hopefully, to acknowledge a female playwright. Um, but don't, I won't be shocked if, if the ferryman pulls it out. Okay. Well, if they hadn't announced the national tour of the ferryman, I would have said, yes, you're sure. right. But I think that all things politically speaking, the way the voters vote, I have a feeling that the ferryman's going to get it for many, many reasons, uh, mostly because it's so popular and it's because it's going to go out to the regions. How well do you think it will do? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I think that's why they need it. Yeah. I think I'm they curious. need to say Tony Award winning right. the ferryman. Come see this in right. the season. That's why I, I yeah. really do. Um, and yeah, that's why. I'm interested to see the ferryman under like different direction and when it when it gets incarnated in regional theaters and stuff i don't know if the i think sam mendes did a lot of good work on this yes and i think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is ducks and babies 
What do you say? And gooses and babies. No, I think that there's a lot of stuff that he was able to make work that yes. maybe in other hands might not work so well. Sure. So I'm interested to see what that is. Um, I'm if I'm I I'm torn between Ferryman and what the Constitution means to me because both of them are really lovely and one I think is a very clear commercial award being given and the other one is a very clear this is a, a play that speaks to our time mm-hmm. award being given yes. the art yeah. it's but. I'll be honest with you. If any one of these five gets it, I'm satisfied. Yes. Um, I wouldn't be satisfied if Gary won. Not not because it, it's bad, just because it... I didn't walk away from that play feeling like I've gained something from this. Uh, I experienced it. But I'm not going to be talking about that play for years to come. Okay. The way that I'll be talking about Choir Boy or Ink or The Ferryman or Constitution. Okay. Um, but I do think that uh, it was an extraordinarily strong year for plays in general. Yeah, they're they're all g- good in their own way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so there were some plays that we said that weren't even nominated that were very. I mean, I I liked a lot of the nap. I know it's mm-hmm. not. I know it's not a best play. That someone did. Winner. Yeah, I hated it. I was like, don't call yourself the nap. I like the criti- liked the critics- lifespan of a fact. Oh, that sorry, yes, lifespan of a I fact. I thought that was, was a really one. underrated yes. play. That I was like, that Agreed. was a really fascinating mm-hmm. play. Yeah. So anyway, um, so but so what do we think? We have to make a call. Ferryman is going to win. I say that. That's fine. I'm. Oh God, this is going to be tough for me. I, I'm. Should we- I'm picking what the Constitution means to me. Yeah. I think it's going to pull the pull the upset. I like that. I okay. love a good upset too. And it's a really fabulous play. And just the opportunity to see Heidi Shrek give it. Tony speech. Yeah. I can I can just imagine how like epic that could yeah. be. I will say that I think what the constitution means to me is the play I walked away from feeling the most. The others like some of these I was very like choir like um ink I was very intellectually stimulated yeah, yeah, yeah. by and uh choir boy I was moved. Mm-hmm. But what the constitution means to me just like stayed with you on every level. Yeah. It triggered my mind. It triggered my heart. There were so many things going on. Yeah. The ferryman I found to be like, this is a good story. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. this is a good story. And yep. then I left and I didn't really think about it right. again. I was yeah. like, that was a, that was a, it's a thriller. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's like a fun thriller, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's our that's year, it. folks. We'll see you next year for year five. Can we just pray? Yes, sir. That the 2019, 2020 season is as good as the season we just had. Let's hope so. Better. In terms of like the competition and the robustness and the diversity, like it makes it more interesting. It makes it more interesting as opposed to sitting here and being like, it's gonna be Hamilton. Yeah. It's gonna be Dear Evan Hansen. You know what I mean? This was so much fun. And the cool thing about Sunday, June 9th is there's no sure winner. No. There really isn't a sure winner so on any of them. There are like two or three categories that I can that predict like, easily. Yeah, but, the, but that's the Isabel it. Stevenson that's really Award. It. And like that's you know what I mean? Like that's Could you what, imagine if there's an upset and she doesn't win? And the winner not Judith Light, but Tony Danza. Tony Danza. What? Angela, move. Um, okay, great. So join us again next time. This will be a year from now. But Brian, thank you so yes, much for joining you so us. Much. Thank you for having me. And if we've forgotten everything or you want to like anything or like you want to like throw out some comments and stuff, right. tweet us, yeah. Facebook us, give us some shade. Us. Throw us the and Brian, what's your social media? Oh my, I only have Facebook. Well, I have Instagram too, but uh, I but the Facebook's where you have your your big Facebook prediction. Facebook is where I, I post my predictions. You guys got to see that because it's it's not just like, oh, he checks it off. I mean, he gives a description and it's very detailed. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's Brian Hobgood, B-R-Y-A-N-H-O-B-G-O-O-D, but my name will be listed on the podcast so you can just follow me there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's great. That's great. We got it. Awesome, Brian. We cannot wait to see you next year. Everybody, thank you all so much. And enjoy the Tony. Have and fun s- watching. And it- celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate. This year deserves celebration. That's right. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was recorded at Shetler Studios on 244 West 54th Street. Visit Shetler Studios to book your room today, and you could be as cool as us. That's S-H-E-T-L-E-R studios.com. And a big thanks to our sound editor, Daniel Schwartzberg, and social media manager, Bethany Ann Selecki. And friends, don't forget, we want more folks to hear these incredible stories, and that's where you guys can come in and help us out. Yes, in order for people to find out about us, we need lots of ratings on iTunes. The more ratings, the more they'll come up in searches. So head on over to iTunes, search for Behind the Curtain. Curtain Broadway's Living Legends, click on our logo, 
click on ratings and reviews, then write a review and leave us five stars and make us feel as special as Eliza Doolittle on Eliza Doolittle Day. Or you can leave us one star and make us feel as bad as Annie did in that weird production in Boston where Annie dreamed about being adopted and then ended the show back in the orphanage. True story, Rob was there. I saw it. So head on over to iTunes and make us feel even more special than we already do. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.